Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only show that would be fine all across the world, because while I assume in some countries Funkin' is illegal, Munkin' is illegal in no country, and that's all we do. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Herrera. Andre, how are you? Hey, Jake. I'm doing great, sir. How, uh, how, about, how about yourself? Uh, I'm doing well as well. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the. Are you just sorting papers on your desk, or are you trying to do like a bit with what the episode's about? Because I, I think you just. You know, I assume you're just sort actually sorting papers, right? I actually just am sorting papers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Because we can pick it up on the microphone, so I'm like, I probably should call it out before if people are like, why is Andre sorting papers? Okay, got it. All right, we're done. Yeah, yeah. No, I do because I just because you know there are times where you'll do something in your answer, and it's like, oh, it's because the episode's this, but it's like the big reward. I don't think it's with papers, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Monk the Big Reward, that's what we're talking about. Um, let's just get right to it. Uh, how do you feel about this episode? Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I like that it was a lot of San Francisco, um, noticeably. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I kind of didn't like the bumbling detectives. I felt like they didn't like use it to the best of their abilities. Um, but aside from that, it was a pretty solid episode, a pretty... Uh, interesting it, it it reminded me so much of fucking blue streak i don't know if you've ever seen that movie. i've never seen blue streak okay it's basically it the concept, same but... it's basically the same thing yeah alternatively i actually don't like this episode really at all um there i like i like the beginning of it and stuff but i really think the ending is really 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 bad um and i think that uh it encapsulates a lot of the stuff i don't like what monk does but we'll get to it uh, okay we don't we don't start with that we start with the cromwell collection is being there's this close, close which is weird that they give me a Cromwell collection because as I understand it, the British Isles have a complicated relationship with Oliver Cromwell. I don't know if they're just showing his shit um, off regularly. If there are any British historians, let us know. But um, ooh, I didn't even put weird. that together. Feels like that the writers just kind of thought of an old British guy and put collection on the end of it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So oh shit i'm on the wrong page uh yeah we start with like uh yeah the cromwell collection and we're basically getting the tour of the no pun intended crown jewel which mm-hmm. is uh the item in question the the not quite the MacGuffin because we have, well is it a MacGuffin if you see it it? It, it it is a MacGuffin. it's it it is yes it's a MacGuffin. it's not like a real true MacGuffin because it um actually the, the substance of what it is actually does matter like the whole thing about a MacGuffin is that the what it what the thing is doesn't actually have any bearing on the actual plot. Whereas the fact that the diamond, like I mean, I don't know, it's hard to say. Um, but anyway, it's the Alexander Diamond. Also, just want to note that the tour guide. I was trying to figure out where he was, where I recognized him from. He is the main terrorist in Iron Man One. About in case anyone's wondering, uh, named Reza. In case anyone was like me, wondering where you recognize him from. Um, I'm not going to even tell you. I think you already know, but I think I told you that every time I've watched the first Iron Man movie, I've fallen asleep like 30 minutes I, in. I feel like you have told me that. I mean, it starts off a little slow. It also starts off, I mean, I've talked about this many times in the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. It, it feels like it's from a completely different century, just the, the geopolitics of the beginning of it. Like, it just it does not feel like it's uh, it's from the modern world. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. the Alexander Diamond, it's priceless. Basically, which obviously is not the same thing as worthless, even though they effectively mean the same thing. And even though it's not actually priceless because they have a price that's it. Yes, it's insured for, for twenty million dollars. Um, and th- and I say yes. that it was it was worn by Queen Elizabeth during her coronation, which this is also you know this show is written by Americans who didn't think about it. Famously, there are two Queen Elizabeths, and like it, the worth of it really depends on which one it is. <laughs> Uh, right, it's the mom and the, well, the no, grandmother, I guess? No, you're thinking of, you're thinking of the queen mother. The queen, original Queen Elizabeth was in the 1600s. Well, late 1500s, oh, yeah. 1600s. And then there's, yes, technically speaking, Kate Blanchett. Our, our current Queen Elizabeth's mother was also named Elizabeth, but she was not a Queen Elizabeth. She was the ha. queen mother. Okay. But it's still. dumb. I think a big problem with pop culture is that pop culture convinced, I don't know about you, but until I was like 10, I thought, I just pop culture, I assumed that if you were someone who married a king, you became the queen, Right. But you don't. You're just a you're a princess. Which yeah, is it's dumb. strange. I don't understand it at all. You don't get this. But like in pop, am I wrong? In pop culture, whenever someone marries the king, they become the queen. It's like that's just not how Correct. it actually works. Um, Correct. So yeah. Uh, my, but the point being that the monarchy better shape up, or else we're gonna have to get rid of them. But in the meantime, we fade tonight, and uh, there's uh, some conspicuous wires, like red wires. Uh, around the diamond, which feel complete, they don't. I don't feel like those are the best protection, given that you can see them. 
Uh, yeah, you know, um, I thought it was, we're going to get, like, a super sophisticated, like, uh, um, like, Mission Impossible kind of, like, deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it ended up being, like, not so cool, but, no. yeah, it's nice to see they take it kind of seriously, even if it yes. is breachable, incredibly. Yes, because what's breachable, because someone was hiding in an old-timey desk, um, waiting for the place to shut down, which you really have to hope, it. The, the guy who's in the desk... He's got to be like, pray, after he gets in there, he's got to be praying that no one opens up the desk for the whole day. Like, no one be interested in what's in this desk, you know what I mean? Because that would be real awkward if you were Well, right, and what we find out later is he was doing exactly that, basically. Yes, right? he was meditating. He was meditating. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he gets out of, uh, of the desk, and he's wearing what looks like a Jabberwocky's mask. I don't know if you clocked that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I did. I was really hoping that they were going to start break dancing while, uh, you know, taking care of okay, business. Good. I'm glad that... I'm well, glad that well, I, break dancing while they're breaking glass. That'd be awesome, honestly. Um, but he lets some other bigger guy in, uh, in through, like, the back. And then they ah. get rid of this... They cut the security system way too easily. Like, it is... It's actually a big problem how easy it is to just cut this whole security system. No, absolutely. There's the there's no no excuse for uh and it's like a when you see like the outside of the museum, it's like the really like the smallest museum you'll ever see. It's literally yeah. someone's house. It's strange. Yeah, I think that okay. yes. I think that it's we're supposed to get the idea that this is like a collection that's on tour. So not every single one of the venues would be like a super sophisticated museum, but still it feels like if But if a, it had this fucking yeah, jewel, man, say, like no way. Is that if there's yeah. a twenty million dollar diamond the security system shouldn't be able to be cut by just some pliers. Correct. And then these guys, they try to break open the case that the diamond's in with some tire irons, but they were dumb and didn't think about whether or not that could break the glass. Um, so what do they use instead? Uh, they end up like uh, reaching into like another uh, display case and they pull out uh, into the mace case, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, that's strong enough. I mean, I don't see why like, a mace could do it if a fucking tire iron couldn't. But... Probably because it's sharp. I actually don't know. Um, but the mace, aka the ball and chain on a stick, which is one of the coolest medieval weapons. I don't know how practical it is, but it's very cool. Um, I mean, it's cool if you're like, uh, you know, up to close combat, like, you know. Yes, like well, the problem with it, though, is that if you hit someone with it, you have to then, like, reach and pull it out because like, it's embedded in their head or their body because it's sharp. So it's like, it's really impractical. It's impractical if it's know, like. Man. Yeah. In I Assassin's Creed, I can, I can make that shit sing, baby. What Assassin's Creed do you use a mason? Uh, pretty much all of them. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, have to be I'm error appropriate for. I'm trying to think. No, because I played most of them, and I don't remember using a mace anyway. Okay, well, oh. I just played the PS5 one, uh, AC oh, okay. Valhalla. I haven't played and that. And it's one. like Vikings and shit. It's, so oh, that's probably why I use the mace. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, you, you don't use a mace in any of the ones that take place in like Renaissance Italy. Um, so anyway, they get the diamonds, and then we go to uh, commercial, and then Monk is in a grocery store. He's fucking shit up. Talk to me about it. Uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's a man that doesn't seem to value the, uh, the art of getting a paycheck. Like, he's just very cool with being broke and, like, doesn't ever seem to consider people being in back of him. Like, there's not, nothing worse in the world than, like, somebody, like, holding up the checkout lane at a grocery store. Yes. It's fucking horrible. Yes. So he's at the grocery store and he's trying to pay. And for one, he has a coupon that's expired. Um, and he says that he wishes he had a time machine to go back. And Natalie's like, if you had a time machine, you would just use an expired coupon. You wouldn't save Lincoln, um, which I like. Well, uh, I'm just glad that she didn't go with the first, like, the first thing that comes to everyone's mind. Like, oh, you wouldn't go back and kill baby Hitler or whatever. Like, all right. Thank God that that wasn't the no, line see, the thing of is, I, 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 My whole thing is I'm not killing baby Hitler. I'm waiting, you know, he's like a, a little spoiled 12-year-old brat. And I'll be like, yes, yeah, piss off, get in and push him into a river. No, I wouldn't do that. The whole thing is, you know, though, why would you kill Baby Hitler? He's getting painting lessons, you know. But so, Monk is then trying to get his. He's give, he gives his credit card, and it keeps getting declined. And man, that if you, I've never had my card get declined because I actually didn't have any money at all. Period. Like, but when I was in college and like I was overspending the money I had to spend. Yeah, it's a really mortifying feeling when. Where's the gets worst declined. place it could possibly be, though? Possibly be. 
I don't know. I've never the worst place that ever happened to me was at a Chipotle because I was like there's like seven people behind me. Um, and uh, did you leave? No, I, I used my credit card that was for emergencies. Um, okay, well then yeah. it didn't really happen to you. No, it didn't. It was still embarrassing. I mean, it still was clear. obviously. Yeah, I, I never, I never had a. No, no, no. Ever. It's embarrassing if you have to leave without oh, anything. Of course, of course. Yes, that's never actually happened to me. Has it happened to you? Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah. So this doesn't happen to Monk. Monk, uh, he ends up having to. Natalie only has like thirty four dollars on her, and so they have to put some stuff back, and he can't decide what to put back because he's Monk. Right. I mean, he's got two cans of soup, which uh, he doesn't seem like the canned soup kind of guy to me, but I mean, that's the first thing you're giving up, right? Mm Because he has like buttermilk pancake mix, uh, oil, of course, cleaning supplies. Like that all seems like pretty standard stuff. You make your own soup if you have to. Exactly. And he he points out to Natalie, like, you only have $34. Payday was yesterday. And she's like, no, it was. Like, I didn't get paid. Your paydays are theoretical. No, she said it it was payday, but yeah, yeah, she's like, it was payday, but I haven't gotten paid. Like, because apparently there hasn't been a new case in three weeks, um, which uh, long time. I like one day. Yeah, one day I want to crunch these numbers and figure out how much time elapsed from the start of the show till the end. Because there's some like sessions where it's like months in between, mm-hmm. and then there's like there's like a murder every fucking day, and like sometimes there's like no murders. It's it's mm-hmm. a very interesting uh, yes. exercise. So we cut. So basically, she's like, "You got to ask for a raise from the captain." And so they're at the police station, and, you know, um, she's like, you're so bad at ask for money, you need to toot your own horn. And he says, I'm not much of a tutor, which is a fun line. Um, I know that you're mad at me for pointing it out, that it was fun. No, it's, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm not much of a tutor. And then we meet Gladys, who, uh, man, this is just, it, it wants a monk just not having sympathy for the working person. Um. No, absolutely not. And, you know, like, I gotta say, from the beginning of this i was like all right well i know where this is going whatever the big reward is she's getting it because Mm -hmm. there's only one reason why we're just showing monk just dogging her the whole episode yeah because she's gonna get the upper hand yes the only way you could justify him treating a woman who is a maid and like clearly in all all her statuses below him in like the hierarchy of the police station the only way that we can get away with him being so mean to her is that she if she wins the reward so yeah um but apparently he's very micromanaged her cleaning, and she even got a restraining order against him, which feels crazy because like that means that he technically can't be within a certain amount of feet of her. So uh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know either. Clearly, he must have done something. I don't know. This is like a not so serious show, so I'm not going to speculate yeah. that he did something super out of bounds. But I mean, clearly he's he's not. Of but the he right has mind. one major pet peeve with the way she cleans, and what and it is important. What is it? I mean, what? It's just that she doesn't clean under tables or under Yeah, she doesn't clean underneath the tables. Um, Yeah, all right. Like, he's got a good point, but he, like, gets to the point of badgering at times, so that's why it crosses the line. But he's got a legitimate beef. I understand. Now, I'm going to be frank. I am not great at cleaning under tables, but I'm also not a professional cleaning person. And I also, um, you know, am just really just the worst person when it comes to cleaning. Um, and the thing about, and this is, I'm going to say this is a PSA for everyone. And this is, I have had to come to terms with this. If someone ever says they're bad at cleaning, and this includes me, what they mean is the amount that I'm okay living in filth is higher than the amount that I want to put in energy to clean. <laughs> like it's not, I'm not actually bad at cleaning. It's just like when I'm like, you know, five minutes into scrubbing something, it's like, you know what? I'm more okay with this being dirty than I'd want to keep doing this. Do you share bathrooms? Uh, Yes. Um, with How's the bathroom, that? I'm. I'm the thing is, when it's something I share with people, I'm better because the what supersedes my my okayness with being filthy is the embarrassment of being confronted about it. So I'm, you know, what I mean, like that is always. If I share something, I I'll keep it clean because I don't want to be confronted about how bad I am at cleaning or how much I don't want to clean. You know. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and it's. I'm gonna say, I also know. It's not like I live in a sty. It's just like I definitely was like you know if you. Uh, I definitely would um, half-ass it when I was a kid, and it would be my responsibility to, like, clean, like, the countertops or whatever. Like, I would not take it that seriously. Um, I've always been fine with cleaning. It's just, uh, yeah, I, sometimes it's just, yeah, no, I'm fine with it. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, um, so as this is happening, uh, Randall is interviewing this guy, Landis, um, who is one of the guards. 
who's apparently been there since he got off of work. Um, but he was three floors away. He had nothing to do with it. So, you know, there is, it's all formality, right? Right. Yeah. And one more thing. Um, yeah, basically, this is like them showing up to the police station is intercut with Natalie being upset with Monk for not being able to ask for like more cash, like obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's Hence kind of going to take line. the... Yeah, yeah, and she's she's uh, she's gonna take it upon herself to you know negotiate terms, and that's kind of cut with like that guy being there, Landis, and Monk notices something about him right away. Basically, this guy can solve a crime in his fucking sleep, mm-hmm. and Natalie's just like, you know, like you need to stop giving away these for free. Yes, because he notices that Landis has like discoloration on his fingertips that is consistent. Red phosphorus. With, yeah, to make crystal meth. And so he tells Randy that. Um, and so he, Landis does end up getting arrested for crystal meth. But as far as crimes committed by Landis is concerned, especially in the state of California, honestly, not Ooh. that bad. Um, yeah, you okay, know, technically speaking, lie, only John Landis has gotten convicted. But Max Landis, everyone knows what he did. Google's your friend. Um, He's been convicted in the court of, the pub, of public of opinion. Of public opinion and by anyone who's ever spent any time in Los Angeles, apparently, based on tweets. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. And Natalie's like, you just solved that for free. You know, if you were made ice cream, would you give away ice cream scoops for free? I mean, not scoops, but like a little spoonful, maybe. Yeah. I have also never sampled ice cream at an ice cream place because I think that pop culture has made so many jokes about not being a guy who does multiple, where I'm self, so self-conscious I won't even take one. But that's just because that's on me. That's on me. I just know. know what ice cream I want, man. That's all. It yeah, is. that's true. Simple. Also, yeah, I'm also like adventurous enough where it's like I'm not gonna try something. I'm not gonna get something at an ice cream place that I think there's a possibility I will hate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it, there's only so no. many flavors in existence. Yeah, I'm very chalk when it comes to like getting like you know, especially like at these like higher end like high ice cream places. Like you can't fuck around with anything because you'll end up with something that everyone will love, but you'll hate it. Yeah, I mean, oh, usually an, I don't, I've never been to a ton of higher end ones, but usually I do something with some type of cookie dough in it, just because I love the uh, sensation of chewing frozen cookie dough. Per- that's a personal thing. But anyway, um, uh-huh. so they go up to Stabmeyer and uh, they ask for more money, and uh, no can do. Yeah, apparently the department is broke, which, you know, all cop departments claim to be broke, but we all see at the end of the day how much money gets diverted to them. Yes, exactly. Uh, if Dace, Leland, you think you guys can sell maybe some tanks uh, that you're given? Uh, right, or some SWAT like stuff? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. remember the last riot that took place in San Francisco, but yeah. all right. Uh-huh. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, there's a hiring freeze also, so the chances of them getting anything they want is slim to none. But they ask to be like, uh, whenever I hear this word, I think of the Ben Affleck scene in Goodwill Hunting, where they ask to be on retainer. Um, yeah. Uh, they asked you should have said it like on retainer. Well, I'm saying it like Ben Affleck says it in the movie. Um, oh, okay. Because he like kind of sings song shouts it. Because it's when he's going in matt damon's place for an interview and he's basically like he wants to be in retail he's just it's a you know it's been after like being dumb um anyway uh so uh, he's like okay whatever i'll i'll make do what i can and then he's like yeah you've been talking to gladys um and then something just hit the wall what was it uh like a sponge or something yes yeah she's uh she's aiming at him because yeah she just has no time for him and to be frank, most I think Monk would be better served if a lot of people acted or like Gladys did around him, because she's she's actually honestly being pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean the fact of the matter is, if she had a restraining order, like wait, how long do those expire? I actually have no idea, and I also imagine it varies from person to person, state to state, situation to situation. Okay, well either way, he should stay away from her. Period. Yeah. All right, and then see, so yeah, like I said, Landis gets arrested, um, and yeah. Cut to the next day. Natalie comes in. We're rich, she says. Why does she say that? Because she's got a hot lead on a, on a paid gig, and we all know what that means. It means they're going to have to yeah. find the Alexandra Diamond. Alexandria Diamond? Alexandra? Alexander Diamond. Alexander Diamond, okay. Yes. So that's yeah. that's what this episode's going to be about. Mm-hmm. And Monk says, of course, no, I don't do, I don't do what I do for money. Um... Which, you know, then you're doing it. I mean, that's just a... Listen, that, that, okay, <laughs> let's just get into that. So the fact is, 
He loves being a cop so much that he's willing to do it for free. If anyone else were to describe, like, the reason why they wanted yeah. to be a police officer, you'd have some serious questions. Yeah. Yes. You'd be like, uh, you'd, like, be looking at... So you at just want to stomp mil- people out? Yeah. It's like, what militia groups are you a part of? Um, they were 100%, like, a- every cop who said that, there's like, you're checking their Facebook post and, like, their geolocation and make sure that they weren't at the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th. Like, that's the person who says that they, did, they don't do it for money. But anyway, yes, we know it's yeah. monk just like solving things. Um, we know him well enough to know that. But it's also like at the same time, it's like I, you know, want to be a professional writer for a living, and I don't write for money. But that doesn't mean that if someone offered me money to write, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, that's so right? stupid. It's so, the most yeah. insane thing. Yes, um, and uh, Natalie, you know, lobbies him, and he eventually relents and says, "I'll do it." Um, yeah. And then we cut back to the museum, and, uh, three other detectives, uh, Dirk, Rufus, and, uh, Sinclair assemble. Oh, wait, hold on a second. We didn't actually get into specifics of what the deal is, right? It's a million dollars? Yes, it's a million dollars. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, okay, let me just, Sinclair is from Scotland Yard, Dirk is some meathead, but then, of course, there's Rufus, who's a tech guy, who's played by the one, the only, DJ Qualls. Um... I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about DJ Qualls, or am I a unicorn in this area where I have thoughts about DJ Qualls? Listen, all I know about him is that he doesn't like to give oral sex. Oh, wait, sorry. That's DJ Khaled. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I get those two confused all the time. That's honestly super fucked up. I forgot that DJ Khaled said that. Wow. Uh, But DJ Qualls, a man that my good friend David Steele once called, uh, quote, the Matt Damon of the South. (laughs) 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 Um... Just DJ, he just, he just, you know, he just pops up and stuff. Um, I remember that this is a, a sidetrack, but there was he's in this movie in like from like 2002 or whatever called The New Guy, which is really terrible, and I've seen it two or three oh, times. Oh man, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. So I think at so the basically, time I was super into so, Eliza Dushku. So I remember that this is a couple years ago. David, this guy, the Matt Damon, the South guy was over me and my brother's apartment, and we were drinking, and David has seen every garbage 2000s, 90s, 2000s movie ever, because he was just home all the time, and he would just watch like, movies on TV. Uh, everyone. And so I was just naming random movies I remember seeing commercials from from my childhood. Just off the top of my head, just like, you seen that? And every single one of the answers, I think it was like 29 out of 30. And one of the ones I said was the new guy, and he's like, <laughs> I haven't thought of that movie in forever. And then so like two weeks later, I opened up my mailbox, and he sent me a DVD copy. He got, he was drunk, and on Amazon when he got home, he ordered me a copy of the new guy. And so I had And you watched it? I watched it, yes. Actually twice, because I watched it the night the night we got it, me and Kevin. And then the, uh, like a few months later... In the afternoon before the Super Bowl, we had a party, and we put he was there. We put it on again. It's really bad. It's truly bad. It's not even funny bad. It's just like, anyway. But DJ Paul shouts to him. Um, I just remember the scene where I think uh, Liza Dushu's changing to a bunch of, like, uh, stuff. And I think there's, like, a B2K song playing in the background. I think so. There's a bit where you she works at a bar where there's a mechanical bull, and she's in high school. And she like has like a Hooters top, oh. and it's like really, it's oh, it's no. like it's like oh this is like I get it, but it's also like this is concerning. She's seventeen years old, and everyone in town's okay with this. Anyway, um, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So DJ Qual shows up, and they're all to you know, and uh, he uses his technology and stuff to get into the security system, which is way too easy. And him, Dirk, and Sinclair, Sinclair from Scotland Yard, uh, all get security passes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to the actor. I just saw that he's no longer oh. with us. What's his name? Uh huh. Fuck. I don't. Doesn't know. matter. Rest in peace. He was Irish. Yeah. 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 Uh, rest in peace. So. Derek yeah. O'Connor. Yes. Rest in peace to him. And then Monk arrives on the scene. And he starts doing some investigation. Yep. And uh, wait. So basically, the first thing that he notices is he notices that there's like marks on the on the case, right, mm-hmm. uh, from the tire iron. So mm-hmm. clearly, he's able to deduce that that wasn't enough to break mm-hmm. the thing. So he notices a short distance away that there's like glass on the inside of the case that has the yes. mace. And and it's important. I don't think we mentioned it. They open that up with a key, which means okay. it was an inside job. Which is why they—that's which is why they close it because they know that if if people saw that they use the mace, they would know it was an inside job. Right. So yeah, there's a that that's happening. But also, um, 
What else do we see? Uh, well, at this point, we see DJ Qualls is using like some type of technology to listen in on the whole conversation. Is what's going on? Right, right. And so they move to the next room, right after. This? Yes, and the the curator is saying when they asked, "Did anything strange happen?" He said, "Yes, I thought I heard someone saying my womb, my womb in this room, uh, but and I don't know where it's from." Um, yeah. Right, and we, we, the audience, know that it's coming from that roll-out desk. Mm. Um, so we're just waiting for Monk to discover, and sure and enough, right then and there, he right then and there, he figures it out, or, like, or he notices it. I forgot how he, he even He opens up it. the desk, and then he sees... He sees, like, footprints on the edge of it, implying that somebody was in there. Mm-hmm. Also, there was, like, a, a, I guess a broken or stripped-off necklace mm-hmm. that got stuck in the desk. And mm-hmm. then someone had carved something in there, is that right? Apparently, well, we don't know learn this until later, but yeah, someone carved initials. Um, okay yeah and uh so yeah so he gets all this information and as he's walking away uh dj qualls plants a bug on him but i do i think i do i do like that monk stops like i feel out of balance you can tell yeah 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 i did that too and i for a second i thought that he's the one that had the necklace so i thought oh wait uh damn he took the necklace but luckily natalie was holding on to it Mm -hmm. then yes and so yeah they introduced the the three guys introduced themselves and uh, um, Monk accidentally gives up that uh, the thing about the initials being carved on the desk. And um, then we cut to the police station where uh, someone, much like Kevin Spacey at the end of Seven, comes to the police station to confess a crime. Yes, it's your girl Jenny Mandeville. Mandeville. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she shows up, starts talking about how she robbed the bank. And mm-hmm. so that, and she's like a you know fairly attractive younger woman. So obviously that means our good friend Dan uh, Randall Disher is mm-hmm. going to take over the interrogation. Mm-hmm. And yes. so he takes her, and she's like, "I I'm claustrophobic. I don't like this room." And it's like, well, you know, every interrogation room's the same. And she recounts how she robbed the bank and give us a play by play of what happened. Yeah, so she walks into the bank and, uh, you know, she has stealing on the mind. She sees a pen, you know, one of those pens that's attached to, like, a deposit slip, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, desk. And she really needs a pen, so she unhooks it and takes off with the pen, which is not exactly what Randy's idea of robbing a bank is. No. But, you know. Nor is it anyone's. No, but he was willing to listen to her out, I'm sure, with the intention of trying to get a date with her at some point. Yeah, and you know, Randy's, you know, on the scale, it's not that bad. Um, and so now we cut to Monk and Natalie, and they're at, like, the Zen Garden. Not exactly sure what, they don't really call it, it's not a dojo. Um, I they call it a meditation center or something? A meditation center. That sounds less exotic than dojo or Zen Garden, but... Nothing but what they skip that. what what they skip over is the fact that like they mentioned that it's in Monterey, California, which is like three hours away from San Francisco. It's not like down the street. Real, wow, that's uh, come on, guys, get your geography right. Um, and they had this conversation with Mr. Kwan, which I just hate when this happens and stuff. Where it's like, I is this guy really that into his meditation that he's not going to stop and answer the questions? And if he is. Then why don't they just realize that this guy's clearly not going to stop and answer the questions? Yeah, no, this uh, this this whole episode reminded me of that one episode that starts off with the Italian people but ends up with the Asian people. Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, well, that happened with Mr. Meets the Godfather. Okay, no, was it that one or was it the one with the Iron Fist guy? Or, not Iron Fist. The, the, the guy who got killed. Um, like the Bruce Lee type. Oh, uh, Mr. Monk Meets the Cobra. Yes, that's, yeah, that's what you're talking about, yeah. Okay, that's the one. Mr. Monk yeah, versus I the thought Cobra. it was going to be... Like, yeah. Yeah, it, I thought it, it was going to be another, like, silent vow guy. It's kind of... Anno- it's annoying because, like, I guess... Because if a guy was doing that and I asked him two questions and he didn't stop, it'd be like, okay, clearly this guy's not going to stop. I need to try something else. And they keep talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, well... Because um, they're trying to find a short student. Because basically what they realize is that someone needs to be, like, five feet tall in order to hide in that uh, desk. Um, yeah, and, and then Natalie I'm says hoping, something. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping it's the fact that it's the necklace that points to that meditative center, yeah. and not the fact that they're assuming all Asian people are short. I really hope that's not. What we're it, doing. It, I, I think know it's that the necklace. Not. It, I, it's the necklace and the fact that desk was small. But yes, I do appreciate you looking for things being offensive because I was just gonna say Natalie does say short student five feet tall. Does that ring a bell or a gong or a gong? Yeah, I and saw. Oh, man. They have Woo! bells in Asia. That yeah. bells exist all over the world. 
Um, I believe the Gong Show was a British show. The Gong Show, I believe, was actually an American show. I thought because wasn't it invented okay. by Chuck Barris? Um, was I hosted don't by Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. He's okay. the main character in the movie Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which is a movie I'm shocked you haven't seen. Um, okay, dude. Literally, literally, last night we were looking for movies to watch, and that was one of them that I was. I like that movie watching. a lot. It's a, definitely a movie that isn't acquired. I, I don't think it'd be for everyone. And it's also like people complain because it was written by Charlie Kaufman and they say that George Clooney who directed it watered down his script, which is like fine because I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily... Charlie super- Kaufman wrote this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the original draft okay. of it. It's unclear. Like I said, people say that it, it's pretty watered down. It's not as crazy as most of Charlie Kaufman stuff, but right. it is a lot of fun. And also I think George Clooney is a good director generally. Obviously some of his stuff sucks, but I think he has capability of making good movies. Anyway, um, it's a good movie. But yeah, so the gong, he doesn't ring a bell or gong. And then, of course, Sinclair and the other two guys show up because they were following him. How do, how do they know that – how do they recognize Monk's car the whole time? Uh, because he has an emergency blinker. I'm not even sure what that means. Does that mean the hazard lights? Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure either, but he says it's the safest way to drive. Um, and then okay. Rufus, a.k.a. DJ Paul, says he has a voice stress analyzer to, so that he can tell if he's lying. Now, is that just me or that was definitely a PSP, what he pulled out? I don't even know what a PSP is. A PlayStation Portable. You know. Oh, oh shit! No, okay, yeah, yeah. I okay. It did look very familiar, but I never had a PSP, so yeah. I don't know it by name. And okay. then Dirk is all like, "No, nah, man, I'm gonna get this out of him. You know, I'm gonna." He's like, "Let me give you a hundred dollars." Honestly, just not. I'm out on Dirk. I don't think that Dirk's funny, and I don't like him. I mean, do they even try to make him funny? It just seems like he's I, like whatever. Guy. I get. I get. I think they're trying to make his brutishness funny. I don't find it funny, but anyway. Um, yeah. They, but Monk and Natalie take a different tact, and they find they go to the clothesline, and they see some very small pants, and it says for Chasen Cabin Fourteen. Yeah, so uh, pretty soon and they yes, start chasing. Chasen, of him. course, yes, Chasen. Um, this these actually were uh, the pants belong to. They thought it was for the guy in Cabin Fourteen. It was actually for a uh, Chastin Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg's husband, um, who's the only other Chasen <sighs> I know. Um, just uh, just deep cut references for you guys uh you know a lot of people judge references on this i honestly that i i could not the moment i saw chest and it's like i made it, my mind's broken like that name is just i'll never, never forget about his husband's name is chasen just because that's the dumbest name in the world um it's not they're dumb yeah. names, but it's pretty i'm not a fan so they uh get to the cabin and chasen is in a very deep meditation some might say the deepest of all what's going on with chasen yeah He's, uh, let's just say, fuck, I had a joke for this and I forgot to write it down. It was so good. I, let's just say the guy was dying to meditate a little too much. He was, yes, he was dying to meditate. He was in the deep, the deep sleep, the big sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then we got back for commercial. But, Jenny's, yeah, but, but he, I, I mean, the interesting part is that he dies in a, in a pose, right? Like, because yeah. he got poisoned, apparently. Yes. yes. But we see Jenny is getting interrogated again. And her roommate's dead. Sad stuff. Yeah. I already knew this was going to be some bullshit. Well, of course. Um, I don't think you're supposed yeah. to think it's not bullshit. Right, right. So, uh, Jenny's roommate, Tony. You know, mm-hmm. apparently she had just brought him home the night before, so clearly she was shacking up with him a little too soon. Mm-hmm. But what do we find out about Tony? Tony was a hamster. And she flushed him right, in the toilet, which feels a little yeah. crude for a hamster. I, I thought you didn't flush mammals in the toilet. That feels bad. Well, not only that, but like I feel like that's way too fucking um, big to flush down the toilet. Yeah, and also, how are you killing a hamster after one night? Who are you, Joseph Mangler? She probably rolled... Oof. She probably, I was just going to say she rolled over him, but uh, yeah. I was th- for some reason, my thought of the only way you could kill a hamster one is to be doing experiments on him, which that actually just does not reflect well on my mind. But that really was the first place my mind went. <laughs> was that the only way you could kill him one night doing experiments on him? Um, but yeah, we at this point, we learned that uh, Jason was poisoned, um, and uh, he was the one in the desk. And then, as this is all happening, Gladys notices that monk has left some notes for her right uh yes okay but so as we saw in the beginning of the episode sorry before we get into that uh okay. he's only one of two he's only one of the two so right, clearly, right, right yeah, they, 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 they don't guy. find the, they don't find that they don't find the diamond on him so clearly the other right, person right, right, must have it right yes no no you're good all right and uh, then yes yeah, the like notes said, uh, let's just say monk's penmanship is impeccable obviously but continue 
Uh, yes, but also Monk canceled for asking a woman, how are things down under? <laughs> you yeah. You cannot do that. that. Yeah, that's really just not like... Um, it, I, I, especially, that's such a bad way to ask it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's a really weird way of asking that like question. If, 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 if Gladys had just returned from a trip to Australia, it's acceptable. In the yes. same way in the same way that if you're talking to an interior decorator, it is appropriate to ask if the carpet matches the drapes, right? But or, outside of or, that context... Yeah, or if she had just come back from a Men at Work reunion concert, that might work mm-hmm. too. I mean, yes. Um, how was it down? I don't know if you ask it that way, but yes. Jeez, um, I haven't thought about Men at Work in forever. Um, and so they get in a little fight, and Stoudemire's like, you know, just just ignore him. Uh, you know, uh, just do your best. Um, he's a monk. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. And... We learn that they're not going to arrest Jenny, uh, Jenny Mandeville, and um, Monk's like she doesn't look unstable. Which she doesn't, you know, that Monk has eyes because what he really just means is like she just she looks attractive. How could she be crazy? Um, you know, which fair, but uh, yeah. And uh, they say they never do. And then we go our best friend, our, our freaking our favorite guy, Doctor Chucky Kroger, got a little session with him. Okay, hold on a second. Okay. We have to go over one thing. All right. You're clapping, so I know it's serious. No, well, it's not that serious. I know. Um, it's that. Is it ka-ching or is it cha-ching? I, what is it? I personally say cha-ching. I say cha-ching. I, ka-ching is like... Ka-ching is also, I know, correct. Because I remember that on The Sims video games, the cheat code to get $1,000 was typing in ka-ching. So that was the... That, I know that that is a thing that people say. Um, okay. Now, of course, I never use that cheat code because if you use Motherload with a L O D E, you got a hundred thousand dollars. So why would you ever use Kaching? But still, um, yeah. But yes, I say Kaching, but they say Kaching. Yeah. Anyway, Doctor Chucky Kroger. Yes. Um, and th- wait, this is when he first mentions that he does it for free, right? He doesn't. Well, do no, it for this is where he, t- he goes into it, where he's like, "Yeah, well, because he, he's like Natalie's putting so much pressure on him. I hate cash my paycheck. I consider it a higher calling." Right. Which, like that just feels so hokey. Like that feels like it's from like, the 1940s in terms of like obviously our understanding, especially as white people, of I mean, I'm speaking for myself, obviously, of the way the police work has changed a lot over the last like 10, 15 years. But even in 2006. You can't say I thought being a police officer was a higher calling. That just kind of sounds dumb. Yeah, my only note was Monk is a bootlicker. My God. Yes, um, but in his fair, in fairness, him, he's he is trying to get uh, a like a stain off of him. Like it's a really persistent stain, so he's got to lick it because um, they're not even. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, but then Doctor Kroger asks him, "What would you do with a million dollars?" And what does he say? Um. <laughs> He says that he would uh, keep Dr. Kroger on retainer mm-hmm. first, and secondly, if that wasn't enough, he would buy him a house right next to his, so he mm-hmm. would have like ultimate access. Definitely to not in San Francisco, though. You're not getting two houses for one million dollars. Tell you that much. I mean, you might if depending on like how you saw how much he fucking paid for his, like uh, Trudy's office, he might That's be true. able to get. That's that, true. In, in this that all, in this alternate universe, uh, but then what? And what would Dr. Kroger do with a million dollars? He mentions he would buy an island, right? Mm-hmm. Which and then of course Monk would have. Even his... then, I don't think you could buy an island. No, but of course Monk would have his sessions over the phone, right? Uh, no, because uh, this this uh, this this island wouldn't have phone lines, right, or something like that. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. But okay, then Monk would have to buy a boat and have to visit, right? Well, that's the thing. Also, it's, he also wouldn't have a dock. So, now that just feels super well. practical. That just feels like Doctor Rivers asking to die on that island. Um, Either that, or it's the most fertile island that can grow anything you want on it. Yeah, exactly. So, and I don't know if a million dollars. A million dollars might be able to buy a small island. It's not buying a magic island that can grow anything you want. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, at this moment though, we see that DJ Qualls is listening in. Which, depending on if Doctor, that way Doctor Gorger can prescribe medicine, so he technically is a licensed psychotherapist. So that is a HIPAA violation. What what DJ Qualls is doing, he is oh, actually no, it's really? actually not a HIPAA violation because you can't violate HIPAA if you're not a doctor. But he is breaking some type of law because that's a private, like that's a medical conversation he's listening in on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the rules. If you know, right into the show. Yeah, obviously. it's not HIPAA only applies to doctors, um, but it definitely is some type of law. But and Monk wants to leave early, but he can't because Doctor Kroger will make him pay for the whole session. 
Yeah, and you know, uh, the fact that he's even able to pay him, period, uh, is shocking from what we learned in this episode. Yes. Um, he definitely got the Kroger fund uh, put mm-hmm. aside. Yeah. And so then he's got Monk him on retainer. Like, yes. Monk is, gets out and is like, Natalie, I know where it is. It's in the police station. And then he realizes, oh, wait, they're listening in. So he tells them that the diamond is in the Philippines. Um, which, that'd be crazy. Imagine imagine if it was actually Philippines and this episode just for the last 10 minutes was in the Philippines. The only thing it could be better is if he teamed up with Jeremy Renner uh, for the Bourne... What was the last one that he was in? That oh, never the Bourne Legacy, which is a super underrated movie. Um, no, it is. But doesn't it take place in the Philippines? Like, like the last bit does, because that's where they make... Well, that's the second half, because that's where they make the pills that make him... Uh, like smart and uh, born like. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Much like the Born Legacy, there because the last half of the Born Legacy basically is a big chase. They then go on a big chase in the scene where they start running. A little less uh, exciting. Yes, um, and yeah, and they uh, yeah they because the, 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 the three other detectives are chasing them. Yeah, but like I said, I mean. Uh, it was a really good episode for. I mean, it's like for random shoots in San Francisco. Like, yes, I think. Oh, it's ever looks really nice because it's it has yeah. all the real stuff there. No, for sure, man. And like honestly, like if for whatever reason you ever make it out to the West Coast and you make it to like the Bay, I would love to be there. Right. I mean, I'm definitely cool in at some point. I know when when COVID's done or whatever. Sometime you know, but maybe next year, I'm definitely gonna make a California trip. I'm gonna be like a MLB team, or I'm gonna make a you know do the California swing where they play all the road games, the California teams uh, on like a hell weeks. yeah, dude. Yeah, because um, we'll uh, rage. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna rage because uh, yeah, I just that's just not my being. But um, you know, uh, but I'll I'll do is I'll get as close to raging as I'm able. But um, cool. and so. They go on a chase and they end up losing them, but they end up finding them because Monk can't help himself from straightening out posters put on people's windshields, uh, which is yeah. Great. So Saint Clair is able to track them down and like yeah, this all plays off like a Benny Hill kind of like movie mm-hmm. or like skit where everyone's just chasing each other around and it's like, you know, not the most compelling chase scene, no. but we have some beautiful scenery to to take in. So I I'll accept it. And then this is just another scene of Monk being a dick where they try to get in a taxi and there's some issues. Yeah, there's some issues. Uh, he needs to get in the front seat, which I don't know why. He just, what, is he have a thing where he needs to get into the front seat of a car? Who knows? It's inconsistent because in other parts of the show, he's in the back. Earlier in the show, he's in the back seat right. multiple times. But right, right, right. And now it's can. I think starting with like Mr. Monk and the Godfather, he gets at the front seat in every car. Okay, got it. And so, like, the, the taxi driver is just like, oh, no, like, what's up? What's wrong with this dude? Like, I'm not going to let that happen. So uh, Natalie tries buying him with, like, 50 bucks. And he's like refuses. He says he'd rather take a hundred. She has like seventy two dollars, and then Monk refuses to get in it because the license expired the day before, and mm-hmm. the tax driver's gonna do it then. He ends up saying fuck it, and he just takes off anyways. Did she didn't get her money back, right? No, she didn't. He said no refunds. That's one of my things. That's bullshit. It is. It's just all around bad scene for everyone involved. I don't enjoy it. But I would get- honestly, I would have reported his ass for that. I don't know if I would report his ass because I don't want to make someone lose his job. Actually, yeah, for keeping the seventy-two dollars, sure. But anyway, for, they that, get the, for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the the taxi, the the registration. It's like I don't give a shit if he can drive. Um, yeah. But uh, they get to the police station and they're looking for where Randall Disher is, and he's apparently in like the uh, like the viewing room of interrogation room B, and they tell Gladys, "Don't tell." Uh, t- don't tell them where we are. And sure enough, the three guys show up, and what does she do? Uh, she tells them exactly where they are. Um, the fact that these three guys can just like get their way past any police officers not great. Just shows how just shows how lax the security is at mm-hmm. at, at the SFPD. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they then so they get they find Dishard and Stalmeyer in the observation room. And it's the evidence room now, or observation? Oh, it's observation room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, where did you interrogate Landis? And it's the room right behind the glass. And yep. And so they realize, like, oh, that's where the you know diamond is. And then the three guys come up, show up. And Dirk, in a completely unbelievable move, breaks off the key in the door, preventing them from leaving. Mm-hmm. Which, they say that's unlawful imprisonment. But I think we're led to believe at the end of the episode that he doesn't get arrested. He absolutely should get arrested for doing that. They all should get arrested for this. And as far as I'm concerned, it's an open and shut case. 
like Monk had the evidence. Like it only because it's like a goofy TV show does it play out this way. Otherwise, like I'm sorry, Natalie and Monk have that shit dead to rights. If you yes, also I think also in real life, like Stalmeyer and Disher are not calm about being locked in there. They're taking out their guns and being like, "All right, you're going to uh, yes. get on your knees, and we are going to leave this like this." You can't you can't just lock a police captain and uh, lieutenant, and lieutenant. In, a, in a in a room and not let them leave. Like that's crazy. Yeah, no, it is. But like, obviously, the same thing always applies. Uh, yeah. you just gotta like separate that. But yes, still, so it's we, more yeah, shit. We learn, yeah, we learned that it's in the interrogation room. So tell me what happened. How did it end up there? <sighs> okay, so Monk was on to that guy. Just for the wrong reason, the security guard, uh, our, our good old friend Landis, John Landis, uh, not Max Landis. No, yo, John, um, well, John Landis is, of course, his dad who actually killed a couple people, but anyway. Um, well, he didn't kill them. He was responsible for the. Sure, death. yeah, okay, that's fair, yes. He t- had a stunt scene. It's not like he was piloting the fucking helicopter. helicopter. No, he wasn't. But some people did lose their heads, one of which being actor Vic Morrow and the other two being children. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so um, he... It was an inside job, like we all suspected. So he was in on it with Chasen. Unclear how Chasen and him knew each other, though, right? They probably needed a little guy, and were like, "Hey, let's get this little guy." Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so they like obviously they stole the diamond, and Chasen had it. So, oh yeah, and then we also figured well, out Landis that Jenny had it. Maddie, Landis had it, right? But we we also skipped over the fact that uh, oh right Jenny, in Kroger Jenny, session, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Jen, Jenny Mandeville is actually the name of the meditation uh, who. There's the person a plaque who founded at the meditation, center. The meditation yes. place, yes, because Doctor Rooker mentions. I apologize. Doctor Rooker mentions that right. he had previously been to that meditation place when Jenny Mandeville was still alive. Note: Jenny Mandeville, Jenny Mandeville, according to the plaque, died in 1977. So Kroger was there. Betty was there with a big afro and a big peace pipe. Um, Hell yeah. Anyway, Hell so. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's how they knew that she wasn't Jenny Mandeville. So, so yeah, that whole the robbery happens, and this Jenny girl, I don't remember what her actual name is. Um, her boyfriend is the security guard, Landis. And so she, Landis ends up sending her to the meditation center to take care of Chasen. So because, like, all thieves, people get greedy, right? So she poisons him with the tea. And that same day that we all saw Landis, he was he had the diamond on him. Mm-hmm. So at that point, he knew he was going to get arrested for something because of, like, Monk ratted him out for being yeah. a mess. Yeah. So he was like, I, I know I'm going to get searched. So he, he, had a chew, he had a piece of chewing gum before he was into the, in the meeting or before the interrogation. And when he left, Monk noticed that he didn't have it. So clearly he used the gum to stick the diamond to the bottom of the interrogation table. Mm. And obviously since Gladys never cha- cleaned under the table, yes. it completely was yes. skipped over. I think, that, I think I've referenced it before. This scene where Gladys walks in and is cleaning and ends up finding the diamond is legitimately my least favorite scene in all Monk. Truly, it, it, it is. It's my least favorite scene in the entire show. Wow. I think it is so dumb and so just like, really, like it just feels so, uh, it's just so stupid. It's just like, it like the, I don't know. I just don't like it. Um, and uh, yeah, and because I think it puts together a lot of things. It's one of those like awkward, like takes forever. And then also like, I, it just emphasizes like, it is so stupid in like, such a like tv cliche not cliche but like just kind of yada yadaing that it's like we're supposed to accept that there's gonna get stuck in that room even though there's the police captain in there that they're not gonna do right. anything um but yeah great we're gonna lose some um some listeners because you just yada yada something uh, uh right 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 i apologize i i was i i hadn't yada yada in a few months so no it's been a while but but also like no my obviously my least favorite scene i think like to be quite honest might be uh when monk is an umpire that that's, was worse that's close. Me. Yeah, th- yeah, you probably that's probably a little worse. But I just really hate this bit. But anyway, um, they uh, Gladys ends up being like, "Oh, you know, Monk, you want me to clean under the table?" And she finds the diamond, and uh, she smiles. Um, yeah, so, ka-ching. ka-ching she says. And yes. they arrest the fake Jenny Mandeville. Um, Gladys is flying to London to get her award, and mm-hmm. Monk says, "I don't know why they'd want it. There's gum all over it," which I think is funny. Yeah. And, Whatever you uh, gotta tell yourself, yeah. bro. And they and they Samar tells them that they're on retainer for sixteen cases a year, which is of course funny because that's how many episodes they have a year. Oh, I didn't even notice that. But also, uh, specifically, sixteen homicides. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's fun, and then that is how the episode ends. Yes. 
So I, you're going to ask me, I'm assuming, what my rating is? Yeah, what did you um, give this right out of 10? So originally I had given it an 8, but I'm actually bringing it down to 7.5. I gave it a uh, 7. I think I was, I thought I was going to give it a 6.5 when I started watching it, but the beginning of it is not that bad. I just don't like a lot of the stuff they do at the end. Um, yeah, there are a lot of things that would change, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty generous. But anyway, uh, if you want to hear us keep being generous, please keep listening to the show. Follow us at Strictly Munkin. Andre Burrumpy will follow you. You can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J Christie. Rate, review, subscribe, share the show with people. Um, yeah, and just keep giving feedback. Uh, if you're if you listen to old episodes and you're following fall into one of the groups of people who we've asked to write into the show, even if the episode was like five months ago, please still write in because we still none, no one's ever written in uh, answering any of the questions we've asked. So you'd be the first. Um, yes. Yeah. Or if you have, but they like they'll tweet it and then we'll just answer it right there and we don't address it on the pod or whatever. What? No, 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 like no. I mean, no. I think if oh, someone, specifically to the bit. Yeah. The bit. To, no. Well, not. Yeah. No one has. No one has been part of the specific subgroup of person that we asked True. to write in. It's never happened. True. Which, in our, in the your guys's defense, the listenership, we ask for very, very specific groups of people. So yes. uh, it's actually less that we think that I don't think any any of the individual ones. I don't think someone's going to answer. But if you throw enough specific lures into a pond, there's going to be you're going to get one fish. You know. Um, yeah. At least you hope. But that's. I'm not going to extend that fishing metaphor. I'm just going to say um, that uh, please, uh, you know, keep listening and tune in. Wait, hold on, hold on. Speaking of fishing, are you going to throw out a line for everybody else to, you know? Or are we just not saying anything? Wait, what? Did I miss something? Did I miss one of the things uh, we Friday? Say? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, tune in on Friday as we talk about Mr. Monk and the astronaut. No, not that. Come on. Oh. The other thing. Well, no, but we're not releasing it until next the next until next Tuesday. So. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do this again. Tune in on Friday as we talk about Mr. Monk and the astronaut. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah, let's get monkey, baby. <laughs>